Hello, and welcome to a new episode on the Personal Finance Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Follow the Instagram and Twitter pages of the podcast at Personal Finance 30 or at Personal Finance on Twitter. If you're here and listening to my podcast for the first time, then let me tell you what this podcast is about. This podcast will educate you about personal finance topics. Whether you're new to learning about personal finance, I can assure you that these podcast episodes are easy to, un- easy to understand and provide some valuable information. If you find this episode good, share with the family or friend as it will help increase my awareness of my podcast. And it's one of the best ways that you can support a content creator. In today's episode, we will be talking about the best places to open a checking account from. Okay, so first let's start talking about what a checking account even is. So the purpose of a checking account is to provide a place to store your daily spending money. A checking account is often where people deposit their paycheck and it allows to make them allows to make frequent withdrawals and deposits as well. So a checking account is typically used to hold money that May, will be used to pay bills, make regular purchases, and ABM transactions. A checking account pays little to no interest, and as a good result, it may be a great place to store your money for an extended period of time, but with caution, obviously. All right, now when open a checking, when opening a checking account you, from a bank account, you want to look at six important things. The first important thing is looking at fees. Some banks will charge maintenance fees, monthly service fees, ATM fees, and even low balance fees. Now, you have to decide, are you willing to pay those fees for more features or you want more freedom in terms of not being charged so much on these various different fees? Now, a fee-to-fee checking account is a great option if you'd rather avoid these charges Comparison shopping may also help you steer to the right direction in terms of finding which one may be the best. Now, the second thing is minimum account balances. So think about how much your checking account will house even on a regular basis. And in some cases, banks will waive the monthly maintenance fee if you maintain a certain minimum balance. So suppose the minimum balance is of $5,000. Like suppose you're doing a job and uh, you're getting paid $7,000 or whatever it may be, and you need to keep a minimum of uh, $4,000 in it. Well, now, I mean, rather 5000 So if you have 4000 for example, you may want to put $1,000 just to avoid the fees. Now, the next thing, the third thing is transactions. So if your money moves in and out of your account frequently, consider your checking account's transaction limits. Now, you should also bear in mind that you may incur a higher monthly fee if you sort of opt into an account with unlimited transactions. Now, earning interest, if you make a little money for stashing your cash in a checking account, then go for it if you're trying to earn interest. Even if you'll maintain a fairly low balance in interest earning checking, it will give you more money, uh, more value for your money every dollar than uh, some hidden fees. Now, the fifth thing is overdraft protection. So even with the greatest financial discipline, you could easily lose track of the balance of your card and spend more than you already have in your checkings account, which can result in a penalty. A checking account with the overdraft, overdraft protection fee can help protect and keep you safe from these overdraft fees on a daily basis. Now, the last thing, the sixth thing to look at is banking on the go. So modern day checking accounts are as mobile as you are with apps that you can sign in, swipe with the finger, transfer money quickly and securely or send your instant account account alerts as well. Now, the most common place you can open an account is a bank, but there are also other places. 
First place, other places, the credit union. Credit unions are member-owned financial institutions that provide most of the products and services that banks offer. With these non-for-profits, you're easily enjoying competitive rates since their intention isn't to maximize profit. But you should be sure to review the fee schedules carefully. Uh, regardless of that. And the next thing is online banks. These financial institutions operate online online only. There are no physical branches to visit and you'll handle the handle most service requests on your own. Now, in return, these institutions will generally reward you with the lower fees and higher interest reels on interest-bearing checking accounts. Now, most online banks also, banks also have a mobile app that lets you bank on the go. Okay, so now the next one is a trust company. So trust companies are financial institutions that operate under either a federal or provincial legislation and conduct activities to those similar as a bank. Now, after you have understood these things, it's also important to know the minimum initial deposit that needs to be made in order to even fund these accounts to begin with. Some people may have money for this if they're transferring accounts uh, from uh, from one bank to another or one, one credit union to another, but some people may need to save money for this. So before, you, before we look at what the best checking accounts are, let's sort of look at what you should do when opening a checking account. So the first thing that I would say you should do is consider automating your checking account with direct deposits. And maybe if you set a direct deposit with your employer, your money will flow right into your bank account. You could also automatically deposit money from your checking account into a TFSA. Now, um, normally banks and online banks, they would sort of give you suggestions through email and they would probably tell you to do this. So this is a common sort of thing that most employers and people would tell you to do. Now, since everything is becoming so mobile and digital as well, you should also look at how the mobile banking app is before even opening a checking account from that bank. Now, I know it may seem like, oh, I, I need a checking account more than an app, but you should still look at the app because, again, everything's becoming sort of more mobily digital. So you want to just make sure that the app and the interface is easy for you to understand and it's good. Maybe even check the reviews, glance at like five or 10 reviews, and you'll sort of get a good understanding. You may also want to check how the app in terms of security is. So does it have two-factor authentication? And what are the types of security that the app has? Now, also having the app Mobile app means that you are one click away from seeing your finances and which can benefit you in many situations in terms of work or personal life from sending money to someone, withdrawing money, whatever it may be. Now, having some extra money deposited into your account may also give you additional money to save or spend. While a checking account provides a safe haven for everyday funds, some banks let you earn interest or rewards like cashback or purchases even made with a debit card. Now, avoiding banking fees is another straightforward way to manage your checking account. If you're not lucky enough to find an account that doesn't really charge a monthly maintenance fee, explore ways that you can have these fees waived altogether. Now, some banks would waive the monthly fees if you maintain the minimum ongoing account balance. And ATM fees can also be a pain, so research which ATMs you can redraw, withdraw cash from without paying a fee. Now, I would say that normally people are paying their money with a credit card and debit card nowadays, especially with the pandemic. But I would say that even before the pandemic, I didn't really see many people withdrawing money from an ATM, at least personally for me. But again, it would depend on a person if they need money at a store to pay for something in cash or whatever it may 
B. Now, overdrafting may also attract unnecessary fees. Hence, you should try to understand the implications if you must really do it. Okay, so let's look at the advantages of digital banks. So digital banks or online banks are great options for individuals who don't mind doing all their banking online or even over the phone. Now, the bank's mobile apps will help you accomplish all your banking tasks. And although digital banks offer round-the-clock customer service, they do lack one-on-one attention to sort of really look at your specific case and help you. And, you know, some people want that person to person or through even a video interface now digital banks may offer that but um in your local area banks other like banks may be able to offer some better information now some of the pros are lower overhead costs they offer higher interest rates they're easy to open online they have lower monthly maintenance fees low to zero minimum balance requirements and some of the cons is the absence of physical branch locations make them less personal, which I mentioned before. Now, let's look at brick and mortar banking. So brick and mortar banking gives customers visibility and numerous banking options. Now, there are traditional big Canadian banks that you see in like mails or billboards. You probably know the BMOs, the Royal Banks of Canada, the Toronto Dominican Bank, TD. So the pros of this are, there are one on, there's more one-on-one personal interaction, there's broad ATM network, there's access to other banking products such as mortgages, personal loans, and certificates of deposits. So that gives you more diversification to sort of use their financial services more. The cons are there are monthly account maintenance fees and the interest rates are not very competitive as it's a bank. Now let's look at some of the best checking accounts. Okay, so at a glance, the best checking accounts are Scotiabank Preferred Package. So those are best for rewards. Savings Account Plus is best for high interest. HSBC Advanced Checking Account is best for global banking. HSBC Premier Checking Account is best for premium perks. Simply Financial No Fee Checking Account is good for students. And last one, BMO preference checking account is best for people with a checking account with a big bank okay so now let's look at the tangerine no fee checking account so tangerine was formerly tangerine was formerly known as ing direct and it is also online only bank owned by scotia bank they offer a free checking account and you get access to a high interest savings account as well now the free checking account offers no monthly fees, access to 3,500 Scotiabank ATMs within Canada, 24/7 sub- phone support, interest payments, free unlimited email money transfers. Your first checkbook is free, so 50 checks, and free unlimited interact e-transfers. However, there's one thing to note that there's a $10 inactive account fee. So an account is considered inactive if you do not make a single transaction for 12 months. So just make sure that you're going to be using this checking account often. Now, the next one is the Simply Financial No-Fee Checking Account. So Simply Financial was formerly known as PC Financial, and it's owned by CIBC. Now, they offer a no-fee checking account, high-interest savings account, mortgages, and even more. Features of the free checking account include no monthly fees and no minimum balances. You get free unlimited transactions, including debit purchases and pre-authorized bill payments. You get free Interact e-transfers and free access to 3,400 plus CIBC ATMs across Canada, interest payments of up to 0.05% on your account balance, and versatile app and user-friendly website. Now, the free check and free checkbooks as well. Now, there is a fee to know, there's a $20 
fee. So see, that's the difference. There's a ten dollar active fee, and now there's a twenty dollar fee. So it sort of it sort of sometimes increases depending on the company. Now, Scotia Bank is sort of good in terms of finances. CIBC is a bit more in charging fees. And if you do not conduct any transactions for more than two years or more, then they will charge you $20. So they're not charging you in 12 months. They're going to charge you within two years. So that's the difference. That's why they're charging you a bit more. Okay, so let's look at the Tangerine no-fee daily. Let's look at some checking accounts on the glance again now. So let's look at the Tangerine no-fee daily checking account. So their monthly fee, there's no monthly fee. There's no minimum balance required. Transaction limits are unlimited and you're, you have overdraft protection. Now the TD unlimited checking account, the monthly fee for that is $17. Minimum balance is $4,000. Transaction limits are under, uh, transaction limits are unlimited and overdraft protection is there as well. Now, the next one is the BMO preference plan. That one costs $16 a monthly fee and you have to have a minimum balance of $4,000 and uh, the transaction limits are unlimited and you ha also have overdraft protection. Now the next one is the Simply Financial no fee checking account. That monthly fee is for free. There's no minimum balance required and it's unlimited and it also has overdraft protection. Now the last one is RBC day-to-day -day banking. Now that's $4 uh, for the monthly fee and the minimum balance is none. And the transaction limits are 12 and the overdraft protection is, there is overdraft protection as well. Now, if you notice, Tangerine and Simply, they charge no fees uh, compared to the big banks that do charge fees. So you do want to consider that. They also have no minimum balances, which is a good thing if you're just starting off with the checking account. Now, if you may be wondering what an overdraft fee is, let's talk about that. So an overdraft fee would essentially occur when you don't have enough money in your bank account to cover a payment or withdrawal. Now, overdraft protection is a financial product that allows you to cover the amount of transaction when you go into an overdraft. Now, these transactions can include debit purchases or even transfers between bank accounts. Okay, so now let's look at the eight different types of checking accounts. So the first one is a personal checking account. So the personal checking account is the most basic to basic of checking accounts. It can be used to receive or withdraw funds, deposit checks, pay bills, and even make purchases for a small monthly fee. Now, online checking accounts, um, they are offered by online-only banks like Tangerine. They offer the same features as a personal checking account, except it can only be accessed online. Now, now a no-fee checking account works just like a personal checking account, except it has no monthly fee. So this account is usually offered by online banks like Simply Financial and Tangerine. And it often offers additional perks as well, such as unlimited transactions and no minimum balance requirements and more as well. Now, the next one is a youth checking account. Youth checking accounts are reserved for parents who wish to provide their child with a bank account. Now, oftentimes they do this to teach them about financial literacy through the way of a checking account. Now, these accounts usually have no fees and you can also sometimes earn interest on them. Now, the next thing is a student checking account. So student checking accounts are usually available to full-time post-secondary students and these accounts often have no fees but they do have limited limited transactions as you're a student, so they may look at you as a higher risk or investment. Now, the next one is the senior checking account. So now this account is for individuals above the age of 60 and it tends to offer lower bank fees, lower minimum balance requirements, discounts, and free paper statements and checks. Like the Ute account, you can also earn some interest on it. 
Now, the seventh one is the hybrid checking account. So some financial institutions offer checking accounts that can also act as savings accounts. The main perk of this account is that you're able to earn interest on your funds, which is not a typical trait of a checking account. However, if you want to open a savings account to save and grow your money, you can do that all through one account, which may be beneficial depending on how you look at it. And the last one is a USD checking account. So if you happen to make a lot of USD transactions or you purchase a lot of products from USD and you live in a different country like Canada or whatever it may be, a USD checking account can help you save on exchange fees as it allows you to withdraw and deposit USD funds without charging you exchange fees. Okay, so... Before we end this, let's just look at sort of what are the differences between a checking and savings account. So a checking account is a basic bank account that you use to conduct day-to-day transactions and purchases, including daily, including paying bills, receiving payroll, sending e-transfers, depositing checks, and more. On the other hand, a savings account is an account that augments your savings by accumulating interest on them, which is good as well as that money is separate. Now, overall, you may be wondering what which checking account is even the best as we discussed a couple of them in this episode. Now, it all depends on your financial situation. Now, personally, I would say that Tangerine and Simply, maybe just because they have no fees, but the big banks do offer more features as well. So it's sort of a debate and sort of looking at which one fits the best in your needs. That's what's also important to do your own research and really look at which is the best option for you based on your financial situation and what you're looking for as an overall whole from a bank and within your checking account. Overall, this is what you need to know about checking accounts. Well, that wraps up the 14th episode of the personal finance podcast if you enjoyed it please be sure to share it with a family or friend and stay tuned for a new episode coming out later this week which will be related to cryptocurrency thanks for listening